Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation Layers Chart and Summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello, Set Apart Saints. This is David, and in this video, I'm going to talk about the secret destiny of the United States of America. Now, books have been written about the U.S. being founded by the Society of Jesus, so I won't spend time explaining it all. But in the summary, I want to stir your mind up so that you will question the official narrative that we've been told. This is important because some historicists, namely the Seventh-day Adventist Church, teach that America is the earth beast of Revelation 13 but it's just a city-state corporation of the great city of the Roman beast kingdom. In my last video, I showed how the earth beast of Revelation 13 is still pointing to the Roman beast kingdom, which is now led by the false prophet Jesuit superior general, the black pope, who exercises his authority in the presence of the white pope, who serves as his spokesperson. The two horns of the earth beast are two leaders, who pretend to be priests of Messiah, so like a lamb, but they really serve Satan, the dragon. They use this guise to hide their authority and to better make war with Messiah and his saints. From Jesuits.org, the very first Jesuits to arrive were Spaniards who landed in today's St. Augustine, Florida, in the middle of the 16th century. French Jesuits explored the woodlands of Maine and celebrated, in 1611, the first known mass on American soil at the mouth of the Kennebec River. English Jesuits landed in Maryland in 1634 and established a mission there. More French Jesuits came and rowed their canoes along the uncharted waters of the Great Lakes. By the 1680s, the men in black robes were also coming from Spain and setting up churches and villages in the southwestern United States. Before the USA was founded, 98% of settlers were Protestants who fled Europe to escape the Society of Jesus Inquisition. They banned Catholics from being a lawyer, voting, and holding public office because they understood the Society of Jesus' evil nature. Once these laws were nullified by the Maryland Constitution of 1776, Jesuit Daniel Carroll was elected to the Maryland Senate, serving from 1777 to 1781. Jesuit Daniel Carroll was a plantation owner from Maryland and is one of the founding fathers. He was one of the three commissioners appointed to survey for land for the new federal capital. The new United States Capitol was built on the wooded hill owned by his nephew, Daniel Carroll of Duddington. Here we see a map of where it's located. So, the land bordered Virginia and Maryland. So, that's Virgin Maryland. Okay, you need to see this. You need to see that this has all been set up a long, long time ago by, they told you, they, they came in early into the land of Maryland. They were already setting up this whole narrative laying out their plan for the land to use for their agenda. So here we are. Where is our capital? Where is the District of Columbia, which they control? The land bordered Virginia and Maryland, which when combined makes Virgin Maryland. The area was settled by a man named Francis Pope, go figure, who called his 400-acre farmstead Rome and named Goose Creek, the tributary of the Potomac River, as Tiber Creek, once again pointing to Rome. None of this is coincidence, as the Society of Jesus had planned it out long ago. The pagan goddess Asherah 
is known as Colombia. The name the District of Columbia is saying that it's her territory where she rules. Daniel's Jesuit cousin, Charles Carroll, was an early advocate of independence from Great Britain. He served as a delegate to the Continental Congress and Confederation Congress, and later as the first United States Senator for Maryland. He was the only Catholic and the longest-lived signatory of the Declaration of Independence, dying 56 years after the document was first signed. His Jesuit brother, John Carroll, founded Jesuit Georgetown University. He was the richest man in America. He became the first Catholic bishop in America and presided over the See of Baltimore. He founded Jesuit Georgetown University in 1789, which to this day is used to train people's minds to carry out the Jesuits' agenda. Founding that major university at the very beginning of the USA is a major clue about the role of the Society of Jesus in this country. The phoenix, which is disguised as an eagle, on the seal of Georgetown University carries two objects in a talon, a terrestrial globe and a cross. Its beak carries a scroll with a Latin inscription which says, Both are one. It's pointing to the Society of Jesus, using the USA to take control of the world to cause people to revere the Antichrist peace pope. So the cross represents the Roman Catholic Church, and you got the globe. So it's saying, here's our mission, right? Here's the phoenix rising up out of ashes. This is what we're about. We're going to use the United States to push the world into the one world government where they revere the Antichrist peace pope. In the book, The Life of Charles Carroll of Carrollton from 1918, Louis A. Leonard says, George Washington had no truer, no stauncher friend than Jesuit Charles Carroll, though the world has partially blinked the fact. Did you ever hear about that in school? Others of the colonial fathers might waver here and falter there, but Charles Carroll always upheld the hands of Washington as Aaron and Hur upheld the hands of Moses in the Battle of Amalek. Charles Carroll of Carrollton easily ranked next to Washington in the value of the services rendered the patriot cause in the revolutionary struggle. He devoted more of his time and more of his money to the cause of the people than any other patriot. He spent more time with Washington at Army headquarters than any other civilian and was more closely identified with the purposes, impulses, and activities of the great commander than any man in or out of the Army. During the critical year of 1776, he was a member of Congress a member of the Maryland Assembly, a member of the convention to draw a new constitution for the state, member of three different provincial committees, member of the war board charged with the conduct of war, and a commissioner from the United States to Canada. And in every position, he was either the most active or one of the most active in the work. He was the richest man that signed the Declaration of Independence, the first man that signed, the most useful man that signed, the only Roman Catholic that signed, and the last man to die of those who signed it. Charles Carroll was the Society of Jesus handler of George Washington. Given their sordid past, no Jesuit would have been elected as president, but they didn't need to, as long as they controlled the president. George Washington was a Freemason who was deified on the Capitol Dome as a god on the apotheosis of Washington. And here we see the image, looking up in the Capitol, right, surrounded by all these five-pointed stars. Here's George Washington. Right? And he's surrounded by all these people, and he's surrounded by all these pagan gods. So pagan gods surround him. Freedom, known as Columbia, is the personification of war. Minerva, the Roman goddess of crafts and wisdom. Neptune, the Roman sea god. Mercury, the Roman god of commerce. Vulcan, the Roman god of fire and forge. Ceres, the Roman goddess of agriculture. So he's surrounded by Roman gods. It's a clue. 
And it's amazing that Christians proclaim a Christian foundation of the United States of America, but they ignore the overt symbolism of pagan god worship. And you can look up, you can Google George Washington uh, with a Freemason apron, and he's wearing it right there. And he's carrying out works of setting, you know, Freemason stones. I mean, he's clearly a Freemason, and that's our first leader. That the Jesuits and the French Illuminatus were the instigators behind the American War of Independence was hinted at by George Washington himself. In response to a letter from Society of Jesus Bishop Carroll congratulating the president on his election, Washington wrote back on March 12, 1790, saying, To the Roman Catholics of the United States. Now, recall, it wasn't that long ago that Catholics were forbidden, right, from engaging as a lawyer, being elected being able to carry out their Babylonian uh, Eucharist ceremony. So look at how far we've shifted here when Washington wrote this. To the Roman Catholics of the United States, your fellow citizens will not forget the patriotic part which you took in the accomplishment of their revolution and the establishment of their government or the assistance received from a nation in which the Roman Catholic faith is professed. So look at this statue of George Washington. Look at him. He's in a demigod, Baphomet-like statue. So when you see images, you can look up images of Baphomet, Satan. It's got one hand up, one hand down. That's the same thing. So it, it was made, this statue was made in Rome of George Washington wearing Roman clothing with the Latin of Rome written on the back. It was initially installed in the rotunda of the Capitol, but after generating much controversy, go figure, it is now in the National Museum of American History. The Jesuits changed the laws to allow Catholics to take control. The Society of Jesus covertly had the First Amendment created not to establish religious freedom for Christians as they already had it. The Society of Jesus did it to create religious freedom for Catholics and paved the way for them to control the country. The Establishment Clause is a limitation placed upon the United States Congress preventing it from passing legislation respecting an establishment of religion. The second half inherently prohibits the government from preferring any one religion over another. Christians today believe that it was declared to ensure their religious freedom, but it really was designed to allow Catholics to practice their faith and set up churches, to be elected as officials in government, to be lawyers, as they had previously been banned. The Society of Jesus layout of Washington, D.C. invokes satanic energy. And again, there's videos and whole books that go through this whole thing, and they reveal the satanic design, right? So again, Christians go, oh yeah, we were founded as a Christian nation. But when you look at Washington, D.C., which borders on Virgin Mary land, and you see the setup, the grid of the streets, you see the truth. They reveal a satanic design with the bottom point of a satanic upside pentagram on the White House. So here's the White House. Here's the pentagram. And the major points are streets and landmarks. And they form this upside down pentagram. And that represents Satan. It invokes the power of Satan. And the bottom of it is right on the White House. The Freemasonry compass is lined up here. White House goes to the Capitol goes to the memorial. You have these different markers. So it's the Freemason compass, which is a hexagram. And then there's an obelisk, a Washington Monument obelisk of the sun god Ra, which aligns, it's not aligned with the White House, but it's aligned up here with the Supreme Council of the 33rd degree Freemasonry temple in which Albert Pike is buried. The U.S. Capitol layout features a Masonic owl, which points to the pagan god Moloch. So you can see its head. It's right here because it's eyes, it's ears pointing up. You see its body. 
you can see its feet right here. You can see its tail right here. The White House is named after Andrew White, an English Society of Jesus missionary involved in the Maryland Colony's founding. He's considered a forefather of Georgetown University and is memorialized in the name of its White Gravener Building, a central location of offices and classrooms on the campus. Capitol Hill is named after Capitoline Hill in Rome, showing the District of Columbia's direct connection to Rome. The woman on top of the U.S. Capitol is the goddess of war, and here she is. She is called the Statue of Freedom, also known as Armed Freedom, and she faces east towards the sunrise towards Rome. And note the flashy symbols on the bottom of her, and we'll get to that in a second. She sits on a circular shape representing the earth and has E Pluris Unum inscribed on its base, which means out of many, one. This points to the Society of Jesus mission for the United States to use it to push the world into their one world government. Here's Columbia in the war scene of the United States Capitol's apotheosis of Washington. So here she is with the sword in her hand and who's she making war with? Messiah's saints? There are Roman fasci symbols at the feet of the goddess of war on the U.S. Capitol, symbolizing Rome's authority in the U.S. Capitol and their use of D.C. as their war machine to control the world and to push it into the one world government. A fasces is a bundle of rods and a single axe, which were carried as a symbol of magisterial and priestly authority in ancient Rome. Roman fasces symbols are prominent in the U.S. House of Representatives for all to see. So here we see them behind Pope Francis when he visited the United States a few years ago, and Catholics Joe Biden, who's now your president, and John Boner. So right there, there's the fascist symbol for everybody to see, right? Here's columns that remind you of Rome, and then it says, in God we trust, and we'll get to that in a second. But note these symbols. This is Rome declaring their authority in that building. They have fascist symbols on top of the U.S. Capitol, representing their authority in that building. And that's a Roman mace, and that's another symbol you can look up. The great seal on the U.S. $1 bill proclaims the Society of Jesus mission for the District of Columbia. It was first publicly used in 1782. The phrase on it says, He favors our undertaking, that he is the Society of Jesus and Satan. Novus Ordo Seclora means new order of the ages. The Society of Jesus founded this country to use it to push the world into their one world government. The numbers point to Rome, the 1776 founding of the Bavarian Illuminati, and 13 levels of the pyramid, which represent the 13 levels of Freemasonry. So you see that right here. You have 13 levels right here. Count them up. 1776 represents the Illuminati, which infiltrated Freemasonry in the 13 steps of enlightenment. And here on top is their God, right? It's the all-seeing eye of Satan. It's the all-seeing eye of the false prophet, Jesuit superior general, who sees everything that goes on in this world through his many front organizations. On the obverse side of the U.S. seal is a satanic hexagram. Got it right here, hidden in plain sight. It's a hexagram above the head of an eagle, which is really a phoenix, which has 32 feathers on one side and 33 on the other, pointing to the levels of Freemasonry. It has 13 stripes on the shield, 13 leaves, 13 arrows, 13 tail feathers, and the motto, E Pluris Unum, which means out of many one, pointing to the one world government. It's all right there on our $1 bill, yet we just dismiss it and think, you know, if anybody says anything, it's a conspiracy theory. But they're declaring their mission th for the United States. The motto in God we trust does not point to the Yah of the scriptures, the Heavenly Father, but rather to the God represented on the U.S. dollar bill 
with the all-seeing eye above the freemasonry pyramid the jesuit superior general and satan they're the all-seeing eye they're the god that's being referred to yet christians blindly say oh yes in god we trust like we're founded as a christian nation that you know they say it means that sure but their symbolism tells a very different story the district of columbia acts as the society of jesus intelligence agency the top leaders of the intelligence agencies protect the jesuit superior general and their leaders they were founded by Jesuits and Freemasons. The Pyramid of the Great Seal on the U.S. dollar bill has 1776 on it because it's pointing to the founding of the Society of Jesus Bavarian Illuminati, which came through Adam Weishoff, a Jesuit. Interestingly, five days before signing the Declaration of Independence, Spanish colonists held their first mass in San Francisco and marked this day as the official founding of the city. San Francisco, which is Spanish for St. Francis, was founded on June 29, 1776, when colonists from Spain established the Presidio of San Francisco and the Mission San Francisco de Assis, named for St. Francis of Assisi. San Francisco is a Society of Jesus stronghold. The University of San Francisco is a premier Jesuit university, rooted in the symbolic vision of St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus. Reverend Anthony Marashi of the Society of Jesus, an Italian-born priest of the Jesuits, founded the University of San Francisco and St. Ignatius College Preparatory and was the first pastor of St. Ignatius Church in San Francisco. Interestingly, the sculpture of Los Lobos de Loyola, which means the Wolves of Loyola, is in front of the Gleason Library at the University of San Francisco. So what did Messiah say about false prophets? That they would be as wolves. And here, right in front of their university, it's a Jesuit university, wolves howling, showing who they are, dressed up in priest clothes, but they're really ravening wolves inside. On the San Francisco city seal is a phoenix, a Freemasonry symbol, which points to the new world rising up out of the ashes. And we see it right there, and we actually kind of see the flames rising up out of the ashes. So the Society of Jesus had plans for America long before it was founded, which we see in the District of Columbia in Virgin, Maryland. We see it in Jesuit Georgetown University, which was founded in 1789. And we see it in the Jesuit stronghold in San Francisco, which was founded in 1776. We see it in the Great Seal, which tells the secret destiny of the United States of America. Rome helped found the United States. So though the United States seems like the most powerful nation in the world, it is really Rome's District of Columbia that holds the power. Just as the text of Revelation describes the false prophet Jesuit Superior General controlling the end times Roman beast kingdom, so too does history prove that the USA is a province of the Jesuit general. By this, we know that the earth beast of Revelation 13 is not the USA. It's the false prophet, Jesuit superior general-led Roman beast kingdom, which controls the USA via their city-state corporation of the district of their war goddess, Columbia. Here we see how they control the world through three city-state corporations. The city of London which is a city-state corporation inside the greater city of London. It's independent. It's its own nation, and it controls the financial world. Vatican City, it's its own country. It's a city-state corporation, and it controls the religious aspect of the world. And here's Washington, D.C., which is a city-state corporation, which is not part of the 50 United States, but it's used to control them. And it's their military and intelligence agency control system. In the next video, I'll talk about the takeover of the United States of America. Thank you for listening to this Revelation Timeline Decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation Timeline Decoded summary PDF or order a printed copy of the book 
which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.